All right, so this message is another like super powerful one. I mean, so this one is in response to a specific question from a person that I, um, anyway, this person had asked me if I had ever like reached out to any of the energy and like, like, who are you or, you know, requested any kind of identification or anything like that. And the answer was no, because I'd never done that before because I, I had, earlier today I was thinking about that question and I was had concluded that part of the reason is because I have felt like I'm comfortable with saying they. You know what I mean? Like that's as far as I was willing to go. And whenever I would put a face on it, I would put a face of, of a relative or some an aunt, someone I knew, because that felt the most comfortable for me. And the movie that came to mind was Contact. I mean, there's no, the energy doesn't really exist anywhere. I mean, it's just out there and you're kind of drawn to it. And, you know, face to face with that energy, it, I had always had a preference for, well, first of all, I would say I don't want to see anybody. I would say that out loud, that I did not want to see anyone because my grandmother would see spirits and it would freak me out, <laughs> you know? So I was like, I don't want to see anybody. Even when, I, even when I would feel a strong presence, I would say, I don't want to see anybody. And part of the reason I call myself doing that is because I felt like it was a dividing line for me. I was like, I don't, I don't want to see anything in my environment. I'm fine to visualize it in my head and to know that it's energy from a non-physical realm. But I don't want to see anybody. But interestingly enough, today I was receiving like specific messages from what specific I can best describe as Atlanteans. You know, it was like, literally sending me a visual of how to breathe in the water when you first arrive. I mean, that was, it was like a specific meditation, a specific stance, a specific way of breathing when you are coming out of the water from below. That was the message and the visuals. And it was very, 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 very vivid. I can actually even feel myself there. You know, I can feel myself there in that space and understanding the instructions being given to me. I now know how to breathe. I know, I know what to listen for. I know what to look for. I know. So it feels like if I were ever in that situation, I would know what to do next. You know, and it's like, it's almost like you're existing above and below. I mean, you are aware that there's, an existence beyond the one from which you came, which is the water, you know, but at that time, you're still more existing below the water than you are above, you know, so it's almost like once you get to the surface of the water, you're kind of thinking about, wow, this is really cool, but you know, it's like you can't stay because you live in the water, and so it was like specific exercises of how to become human. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. And it just felt to me that that 
energy was. It was like Atlantis and the energy of Atlanteans and following that trajectory was like, I don't know, that's the overwhelming energy and spirit that I felt and the information felt Atlantean above and below and like showing me and guiding me and teaching me what that means. And it's like, the best I can describe it, it's like emerging from a quantum realm, realm, emerging from a quantum realm where like the water or the ocean is like the wormhole, the portal. And then you, you kind of arrive at the surface of the water, bearing all the information you need, all the seeds, everything you need to like create life, you know, above the water. But Anyway, so it's just like a super powerful message and visual to receive. And um, so I guess I feel like I still I'm going to hold firm to my belief. I'm fine to receive that type of energy, but I feel like I still am not comfortable with. I Again, for me, I'm like, I don't want to see anybody in my environment right now. That's how I feel. You know, I, maybe I feel, I'll feel differently at a later time, but that's, I, I'm fine. The way the energy is coming to me now feels very comfortable and I'm fine with it. And I think for now, I'd like to leave it at that. Okay. Thanks for listening. Okay. This is number one. The number one message I've ever received is coming through right, 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 right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. And I'm going to try to backtrack to try to try to tell it. So part of it is um, via text. So I'll go backtrack. Just remind me text. Okay. So, so what the energy is demonstrating to me now is the, the visual to have in mind is the film Arrival. And so what the energy is telling me is that like right now it's raining outside. It's raining outside and... And I was sitting here just kind of relaxing and I was sitting here like listening to the rain, listening to the rain. And so what the energy is telling me, and I'm going to just say the punchline first to get it out. It's like water is the transporter, like water is the wormhole, like water is water everywhere. Like water is like the conveyor of all the energy in the universe, because in terms of a planet being habitable for to produce the life we have here on earth water is the ingredients like the the showstopper it's like the main thing and so basically if you're looking to find planets that are similar to earth you have to start at water and then the the life emerges from the water okay through the process of evolution on one hand on the other the movie Arrival comes into mind because I was sitting here just kind of like listening to the water and being absorbed into the water. What it was saying was that like when you arrive, I'm going to just say it like how the energy is coming in. I know it's going to sound like crazy, but I'm just going to say it anyway because this is what I'm sensing. There could be some scientific way of explaining it, but I'm just going to explain it based upon the visuals I'm receiving. So what it's saying is that you have to tell the water to slow down. Like it's like water is like the it's like it's like the circuit. It's like the circuit of the universe for, for life. For life. So it's like it's 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 like it's it's like it's like surrounding the like almost like the habitable zone of the universe is like surrounded in water. Like water is the conveyor, the transporter, like the, the circuit, 
the protector, like the limiter, all of that. So it's like in order to so-called time travel, you have to know how to basically traverse through water. And traversing through water means having an understanding of what water is and your relationship to it. And so it's like, basically, if you consider water to be like the, 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 the womb, like water is the womb and life emerges from that water. But like the composition of water remains the same. I mean, water doesn't change. It's, it's water everywhere. And so basically it's like, so in order to create another habitable habitable planet it's like you gotta you you have to traverse through the water and when you emerge on a new planet it will look like that planet that um in in not arrival not arrival not arrival inter, interstellar i said arrival but i meant to say interstellar it looks like interstellar because you know that scene where it's like all this water it's pouring down pouring down pouring down and what the energy is telling me is that you know it's like be be not afraid it's like you have to literally walk through the water and find the highest point and then tell the water to slow down like it's like the it like creating a habit habitable planet is like a symbiotic symbiotic dance between the water and the human it's like the human knowing species i mean i honestly it's kind of easier for me to refer to it as an algorithm i think it would make more sense that way to tell you the truth it's like the algorithm creating a human it's like it's like the, the the energies like it's like this they have they work together to produce life so it's like if you're the container of if you're the vessel containing the algorithm bringing forth life it's like you have to show up on the planet not feeling like not feeling submerged by the water but basically showing up and feeling like a superhero and knowing in your mind that you contain the water like you you and water are there to create life together it's like you have all of the formulas in your container you have everything you need in order to slow the water down to get to the highest point and to like let life begin there you know like letting you know at some point it's like let's say if you start off at the water at some point it's like you you keep walking and you keep walking you tell the water to slow down slow down slow down don't be afraid of the water like the water is is already there now it know it needs to know what to do it's like you have to kind of like keep walking to get to the highest point you know so that land you know can emerge you know so that the, you can then start to hear like birds and sounds and then you can start like directing yourself closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to life so that life can then spring forth you know and it's almost like at that point you don't you kind of like you plant your seed of consciousness it's like it's like consciousness is like a seed that is planted in that in that the the core of that new planet it's like but you create planets through like showing up and knowing that you are the the like the creator of life and you plant your seed and let life emerge and oh my god that's such a big message oh my god that's like the biggest one yet but that's that's what i was sensing and i'm like you know so it's like you know so the so-called time travel is like basically understanding how to um, traverse through water using it as a wormhole as a portal it's like I think it's easier to say portal because it's not it doesn't go anywhere like water for every place that you as a human could live like any 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 planet 
that would fit that description would it's like it starts water it starts as water above and below and that's kind of the energy I'm sensing it's like you think about that scene from interstellar where it was like it was nothing this whole planet was nothing but water it was like just like the ocean and the sky but that just meant it was water with a little space in between like it was a little it's all just it's like water just like through one cycle it's like one cycle of water but in order for life to emerge you have to fit in between that space it's like this little space it's like what we know is the sky is like the outer shell of water really and like the inner shell of water is the sea the ocean and life emerges between in between that space it's like in that in that in that i, I think what they refer to as the filament maybe the energy i'm getting is like the filament is like that space in between and that's what life emerges from and so in order to create a new planet you have to understand like all right if you show up on one of these planets in your inter as your interstellar self you got to know what to do like you have to know how to create that planet like in your mind and then you kind of just spring forth and do it oh my gosh okay so yesterday i had a uh, thought the word that came to my mind was atlanteans and it was kind of followed by this like explanation really a visual the visual came first it was um the visual was of like um an ocean like an ocean and you know there were like um like people who live like like on the surface of the ocean above the ocean and then excuse me people who live below the ocean you know like so there was there was like a flourishing life above and below and those both they were both intelligent beings you know the people who lived above the ocean were intelligent and the people who lived below were intelligent as well and so the visual or the explanation that I was giving yesterday out of the blue like Atlanteans just came to mind in that visual and so the accompanying explanation is that you know Atlanteans being people who live on both sides both above and below the water and so when the the, like the personal visual I had was of um, like my family in Detroit um, versus my life here in um, Washington DC and I would say that my the comparison was like my life above the water was like my DC experience like if you look at it from like a mythical type analogy it's like that was kind of my above experience you know and then my life in Detroit is like my below experience and you know having attempted to live my life from the perspective of like the above the the water people um you know i i sort of felt like i don't know this is just me like the language that was coming to me in that moment it was like um you know to a certain degree like it felt like turning my back to my family you know it's like okay i'm gonna live this brand new life like above the water and then like okay uh, you know, I don't know y'all anymore, not literally to that degree, but I do think that there was a time where I was distancing myself from my family. 
in, in some ways, um, maybe as a matter of survival, but I, I do believe that some of that was happening. And then I feel like what I'm experiencing now is kind of like me having this like epiphany and transformation saying, you know, like, nah, 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 yeah, y'all can keep going. Like, I can't, like, I, I can't leave my family behind. Like, uh, I can't, I can't do that. And like the visual I had was of me kind of like going back into the water, going back into below and saying, you know what, you know, feeling like I needed to like re-experience my life with my family from a different perspective and not as one of tragedy and pain, but as one of survival and resilience. And that was kind of like the message in it for me, Um, you know, because I very much feel this sense of loyalty that I have to my family is kind of like a new feeling you know like this protective instinct that I have feels new because I don't know if I always had that towards them my family but I very much do believe that it's like you know what despite our faults and despite our missteps I mean we're still family and you know I'm really really loyal to them and protective and you know, feeling like uh, and a rejection of my life above the water, feeling like, you know what? Yeah, that way works for you. It doesn't work for me. For me, it feels really fake. So I'm going to go back to living this way, which, you know, feels more real to me. And interestingly enough, like I feel that my psychology was the exact opposite of that at one time, you know, feeling like that in order for me to go on to live my own life, I needed to somehow reject that and then now having gone through I feel like a full cycle of living above the water I'm like "Mm, I'm gonna dip back down (laughs) like I'll catch y'all another time and so that's what the um, message was for me and the personal reference was so (laughs) back in 2018 I met this woman named Nicole through a woman named Susan. Susan, who is also a channeler on the same um, station that I use, am on as a channel, as a channeler. I won't say the name because I don't want people looking right now, but I am listed as a channeler on that site. Um, So she introduced me to Nicole and like literally the very first time I talked to Nicole, like I felt such a connection to her Now, Nicole is a channel as well. And what this is what she said to me, you know, because people who people who do this work, it's like nothing talking about this stuff is normal. So people are not freaking out going what she said to me the very first time I talked to her. She was like, oh, I know you in Atlantis. (laughs) She's like, oh, you're my sister. Like, I love you. I knew you. We knew each other in Atlantis. And I'm like, what? Like, okay, you know, I believe her, but I don't personally have that recollection up until yesterday when that energy visited me and in the it was like Atlanteans in all caps like flashing that was the visual and then the story came later and so it kind of made me think about Nicole's story about knowing me in Atlantis I mean and it was just like 
the craziest thing because I, I don't know if you've ever had that, like you talk to somebody and you just immediately connect with them. And I, we did, and it was just like this really wonderful conversation. And especially when you're able to talk about this kind of stuff really openly and freely with other people who have those experiences and you don't have to deal with somebody's judgment and doubt. Um, so it was satisfying, a satisfying conversation in that way as well. But anyway, that Atlanteans yesterday, I almost forgot that. Like it, that came to me yesterday and when I was doing that ancestral reading and that came to me and I, I didn't write it down and I didn't revisit it until just now. Thank God it came back to me because that would I would have not I would have really not have wanted to not record that um, that linkage. So that's it. Thanks. As confirmed by the writing on my previous piece of paper. I was in the midst of trying to get out like the general overall design of Beyond the Matrix. And I have at the top of my paper Beyond the Matrix and I have authentication. I have credentials, background, experience, assignments. I'll get back to that. Right in the middle of that, in the midst of it, let's say, because I, you know, I have more to talk about, so I don't, it's not necessarily the middle. I'm not finished. It's unfinished. I got a call from my father who wanted to put in a grocery order. And so, you know, he gave me this normal, you know, normal list. And, you know, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, I have got to find a different way of managing him. Like, I just can't, I can't commit to talking to my father to take his grocery order because the incentive to do it now that my mother is not there is too bothersome for me. It's just too bothersome. It's just too bothersome. And I just feel like eventually it would wear on my patience, especially knowing what he tried to do to track down that woman. Like, I've got to find a different way. <sighs> Just thought about maybe. It's just bothering me. Like, I can put this order in because we don't have an alternative, but I'm like, I've got to have an alternative. And maybe this happened just to confirm for me, like, I don't, I, like, I can't go, like, there to see him. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to step foot back in that apartment alone, not just me. I just, it's like, wow, that's just so how is it that you have to be afraid of your father? Like, what girl, what woman experiences that? Who experiences that? And the thing about it is, I'm not afraid of him. I'm afraid of my reaction to him. Similar to my ex-husband, what he tried to do to me last week. I'm not afraid of him. 
I'm afraid of my reaction to him. Similar to other people that I have an issue with right now, I am not afraid of you. I'm afraid of my reaction to you, you know? And it's like, I just don't want to put myself in a position of having a so-called crazy reaction, thereby justifying all that bullshit they talk about, you know? It's like, I refuse to, so that's why I just stay the hell away from them. And it's easy um, for my in-laws, that's easy, you know what I mean? It's like, knowing how y'all really feel about me, I got it, duly noted. You don't owe me nothing, I don't owe you nothing, deuces, I'm out, you know, that's done. So that's easy. You know, it's like I've stayed out of it, you know, the kids are handling their relationship with their cousins based upon how they're deciding to handle it. I decided, I was like, I'm not going to spend a sliver of a slice of a second thinking about some bullshit that went down in Richmond. You know what I'm saying? Outside, I'm, I'm going to advise my daughter based upon my own experience of having nearly been set up by someone you know and someone you trusted. I, yeah, been there, done that, bitch. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's no fucking way in hell that I am not going to advise my daughter regarding a scenario like that with some fucking pervert predator tried to get at my daughter. Are you fucking kidding me? 100% of the time, I'm going to tell that same fucking scene from my experience, bitch, from my perspective. Yeah, I see you for who you are, ho, bitch. You know what I'm saying? And when I say ho, let's just take it. First of all, I hate that fucking word. So let's just take that out. It's too misused. That's not, and plus that's not the context of what I meant. You know, that's when I feel like my mouth just gets too foul and I don't like that. So I do, and, and it's not my intent to hurt people. So that's wrong. So I retract that. That is what, it, that, that, it's like, I call it like slippery tongue. Then words just start coming out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that was unintended. And one, which I hate that word. I really and truly do. I hate that word. So anyway, so the point I'm trying to make is that, yeah, there's just no way that I was not going to advise my daughter based upon the shit I done been through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, that's just not going to happen. That's actually an, an impossible situation. I'm going to look at that situation and I, I'm going to examine it from being in the exact same situation. And I know what the next step is. <laughs> I know what was about to happen the next time. Guess what? I know. So you stupid if you think that I wasn't going to advise my daughter how not to find herself in that situation ever again. I see you. <laughs> Busta, I see you. I see you, Tyrone. I see you, Tyrone. There you go. Actually, I can't even say Tyrone. That's a bad rep on Tyrone. I know some Tyrones, you know what I'm saying? And they not no predators. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's a bad rap on Tyrone. Fucking it. Let's call it for what it is, Trey. <laughs> let's just call it Trey. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. Let's not do that because I know a really, really good person and a really good family with that name. So let's not call it that. Hmm. 
let's call it, let's give it its real name. Let's give it its real name. This is called the enemy. <laughs> let's just give it a broad generic name, the enemy, just the enemy. Because when I look at people like that, and I'm going to tell you exactly who you are, mister, because I see you. I really do. I'm looking you dead in your fucking eye, bitch. I'm looking you square in your eye. You know what I'm saying? And people wonder why I watch Pose. Bitch, shut the fuck up. You, you don't understand some shit. First of all, take several seats, bitch. No, first of all, shut the fuck up. No, people are tired of hearing your fucking opinion on everybody's goddamn business. Bitch, sit down and shut the fuck up. Anyway, so here we go. So the reason why is because that scene with Electra in that Hell's Kitchen Club, when she's going down those stairs, fucking fearless, she's fearless, fearless. Like, you know what? Yup. Because, you know, at some point, hell becomes like a familiar place. You'd be like, oh, I've been here before because it don't get no worse than this. This has got to be hell. And I've been there several times, in fact. <laughs> I've been there and I've been back. It's almost like it's not until you know what hell is that you know how, know how to avoid that shit. But I'm going to tell you one more thing. Once you encounter it, you're no longer afraid. <laughs> you are no longer afraid. So that scene when she's walking down there stairs, walking to that, 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 and dumb people don't get it, you basic bitch. Shut the fuck up. That's what I mean. You don't get shit. Yet you be that, 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 that talking about people as if you know you need to close your goddamn mouth, dumb bitch. Anyway, so the whole like symbology, the whole hidden meaning that basic bitches don't get is the fact that all of that was like metaphorical stupid hoe metaphorical because it's like when you have been you've seen some things you've been through some things it's like you you it's like what well, this got to be hell right because it don't get no worse than this my daughter nearly being set up by a predator I mean come on what's worse than that anyone it could answer a question I mean you know what I'm saying no it doesn't get any worse than that that would have been my worst nightmare it would have been my worst nightmare. And you mean to tell me that you think I wasn't going to advise my daughter from my perspective how to navigate that situation? <laughs> Hell to the no. Like that wasn't going to happen. So any, any expectation to the contrary was just, I don't know, dumb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dumb. That was stupid talking about me and my fucking family, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Now you see the real me and she ain't so dumb after all, right? Yeah, I thought so, bitch. So here we go. Back to the story. You see how your mind, when you get stuck in that low vibration, it's hard to get out of it. Your, your thought, it's like quicksand. They will start sinking and sinking and sinking and sinking. And then suddenly you will think that fiction is real. So Back to the story and see, that's why I keep it on the paper. So I was working through before all of that happened. I was working through the general outline for Beyond the Matrix. And like I said, I had authentication and then I had credentials, background, experience, assignments. And I wanted to talk through that to shed some light on where I think we are you know, in terms of so-called disclosure, you know, and I'm going to try to start there 
And I want to start this one conversation at a time. One conversation at a time. And what I would like to do is the whole premise. Let me now explain the name. So the reason why I called it Beyond the Matrix is the whole premise of this platform is to use like, you know, um, entertainment and, you know, current events, media, um, things you might regard in your environment as imaginary or, you know, fiction. It's like using those as like a starting point to generate this discussion, you know? And so I started The Matrix because for me, that was a real eye-opening experience for me. Like I felt like that certainly served as an opening to this other realm. It did for me. So that's why I say, you know, start at The Matrix. Maybe that that kind of prompted me to start thinking about this whole endeavor, like creatively, like I felt like seeing beyond the matrix gave this whole analysis. It was like, it kept it kind of like not as heavy as it really is. It felt light and it felt, I'm going to say fun, but it, it didn't feel intense. And so I want to start there. And I feel like the, I think the starting point would be, okay, you know, Presuming that such a thing as the matrix does exist, I mean, what's next? You know, there's some of us that feel like, well, like so many people say, but it's so hard for so many people to believe. But those of us who have seen like extremely advanced technology, you know, it's not, it's like, well, that actually is true, right? I mean, it is true. It's not fiction. It's true. It's actually true. You know, people have referred to like, they refer to the matrix as like a documentary. I feel like, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a documentary told in a fictiony kind of way. And I feel like that's why I borrowed the term fictionalized. So when I talk about a lot of these experiences, I quote unquote, fictionalize them because that to me is just easier to ingest, easier to digest, easier to talk about as well because people are at so many different places in their journey. Like there's certain things you might talk about that might actually look and feel really scary to some people. Like some people, when you've seen extremely advanced technology and you know what it's capable of and you know what it's even doing now that people are not aware of where the technology is, you realize that some of the things that you discussed, you know, may look and sound supernatural. And some people are just not okay with that, (laughs) you know, for various reasons. And that's okay. You know, but I felt for myself, I felt like, well, but I still want to be able to talk about what I feel passionate about. Like, I want to be respectful of people's boundaries and their beliefs and things of that nature. But I also want to be fair to myself and to be able to talk about something that I regard, I feel passionate about. And that's really, really important to me. And more important than what, how I feel, I feel that this knowledge and information is extremely beneficial to like the planet, you know, the world, you know, the community, society, humanity, like this information, this technology is important. It's in fact, it's so important and it's intended to be used for good. It's not a bad thing. And that's unfortunate that, you know, those who want to maintain the so-called matrix, it's unfortunate because they've made 
people to disbelieve in the very thing that will liberate them. Mm, I wonder why, you know? And so I thought of two, two films today that could serve as a, start, a starting point for discussion. One is Beyond the Matrix, and the other one is, believe it or not, Squid Game. The other one is Squid Game, and I'll, I'll try to explain the reference. So first of all, I loved Squid Game. Loved, loved, loved. For me, I felt like Squid Game had the same effect on me that The Matrix did. It was so illuminating. And so I thought there's a scene in Squid Game that may not have resonated with anyone, but it, it, did, me, it did for me in a, in a very hugely, prof- I mean, just like big explosive way, which is, and I remember it vividly, there's a scene in which the elder um, character um, when they're playing the marble game and he picks up a marble and he, he looks at it and the marble is like, you know, it's like, you know, blue and I remember blue and green and like a lighter, you know, it, it for, I'll just tell you how it looked like the earth to me. <laughs> it looked like the earth. When I first saw it, the whole, the, I mean, the energy I felt was, oh, that's earth. That's how I felt, you know. And I think I felt like that was a poignant message because I felt like that scene was carefully designed and placed. And I felt like I wondered how many other people picked up on that. I don't know. But certainly when I felt when I saw that scene, that was the first thing that came to my mind, which which is, first of all, the whole Squid Game series to me had, I mean, just loads and loads and loads of like really huge messages that I think will is important to the discussion of what beyond the matrix even means. Like, what does that mean? So I thought that we could start there with that scene from Squid Game. And then I think that working our way maybe back to the future, <laughs> really back to the matrix, which is really the future. So that's why I use back to the future. But what I'm really referring to is bridging the gap between the matrix as you understand it and know it from the matrix films and the current film Squid Game. You know, I think that there are some themes in there that will help to really clarify and flesh out some of these like bigger, you know, meanings to this whole concept of the quote-unquote matrix. Okay, I think I'll stop there. I'm going to listen to what I said because I, wanna, I don't want to veer too far in one direction. So let me pause, listen to what I wrote, and then determine next steps. Thanks for listening.